It's Phil Brown and I'm here with David Whelan and today we're going to talk about uh, email encryption. Email encryption has always been something that's been discussed by lawyers since email became a big part of how lawyers communicate with uh, their clients and others. And in 1999, the ABA came out with an email uh, uh, policy, maybe an ethics opinion on whether lawyers needed to use encrypted email or not. And, And they decided in 1999 that they don't. And I think part of that came about because uh, encryption and email has been so difficult to do, uh, where you can use whatever software you want to to send email. Uh, in order to use encryption, your client or the person on the other side, the judge or whoever, also needs to be able to then decrypt the email. And in order to do that, it often is requiring them to put software on their systems that they may not understand how to use. And that's always been kind of the weak link with email encryption uh, has been the person on the other end trying to figure out how to decrypt that email. Right. The, the basics with email have been, in order to secure it, we have required everybody to have strong passwords. And so you should have strong passwords for your email accounts. Uh, certainly, if you have an email server that is exposed to the internet, and, and pretty much every email server is going to be, whether you're using Gmail or you're using Bell or Rogers and your, or your ISP um, or using hosted exchange, if someone else can get to it over the web with a username and password, then it needs to be a strong username or a strong password to go with your username, uh, and that should be the, the the fundamental, the basic level of security that you've got on your on your email. And, we, and we've talked about strong passwords before, but some of the basics would be using uh, spaces, using punctuation, a combination of capitals and and uh, numbers, uh, and you know even phrases, um, but the idea is it, it should be more than just, you know, your home phone number. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the next step you can do really is into, if you want to uh, encrypt some of the content you're sending, for example, I could send Phil an email saying, um, this is a really cool uh, document, but I don't want everybody else to see it. And then I could attach a PDF that it, it, it has been encrypted and then he can decrypt the PDF on the other side. So the email itself isn't uh, encrypted, but the contents are. And so that's one way to, to, to handle it. And we've seen that happen with some of the, uh, they call it encrypted email, but it's not really encrypted email. What you're doing is you're, you're emailing or uploading a file to a server, uh, and they are encrypting the file on that server and then sending an email to the person who you want to send it to, and that person can then go and download that file. And so it's not quite encrypted email, uh, but it allowed people to send encrypted information um, from one place to another. And I, I think that has been the option for solos and smalls, certainly, or at least uh, not big corporations where they could have uh, encryption built into their entire email environment. And, and there's a, you've, uh, you've talked about a recent LexisNexis survey, which basically said very few lawyers are using email encryption. Right. Yeah, I think it still is. Uh, it's still beyond the, the general ability for people to figure out how to set it up at both ends. So, so even if the lawyer can figure it out, uh, how to get that, the client to do it. The challenge, I think, becomes you've got this thing called public and private key uh, security or encryption. And so it means that there's a piece of information that you have to have on your side and a piece of information that the person has to have on the other side from you. So you have your private key that you control yourself, and then the public key information has to be available to the person who's going to decrypt that email. And 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 making that work usually meant having the same piece of software on both ends. So in the old days, uh, you would have PGP, pretty good privacy, uh, and you would install the pretty good privacy uh, piece of software on your computer, and the other person would install PGP, and then you could send emails and, op- and encrypt and decrypt that way. But it really was a very cumbersome environment. And, and PGP's come a long way, uh, but I can remember using PGP back in 2000, and you used to compose your email as a text, 
then you would cut and paste it, uh, apply your private uh, encryption key, uh, and then you would paste the result back into the email and send it off to someone else. And they had to have your public encryption key on the other end. They would cut and paste that email into that program uh, and then essentially uh, you apply the key and decrypt whatever it was you were saying, which was never very earth-shattering when I was sending them out. But uh, that was kind of the way it worked at the beginning. And it's come a long way since then. Uh, and But there are a number of different programs now jumping into email encryption. Yeah, and I think the difficulty in using encryption was what the friction was, for, which is why we see so few lawyers uh, using encryption right now. Um, because unless it can be automated in a way that really gets it out of the, the face of the person who's sending the email and the person who's receiving it, uh, then it's going to be a challenge. So do you want to talk a little bit? You've been playing around with uh, Virtue, which is one of the uh, up-and-coming uh, tools. Right. Uh, Virtue is uh, is free for single users, uh, V-I-R-T-R-U. Again, we're not uh, suggesting people use uh, any particular program, and we're certainly not endorsing any. This is just one I've been playing with. Uh, but there's an iPhone app. I don't believe there's an Android app for it. Uh, you can also use it on a desktop. But the idea is uh, you can determine how long uh, the life of that email is going to be. You can determine uh, if you want it to expire in, uh, in 10 minutes uh, and people won't be able to read it after 10 minutes. It, it vanishes from the server where it's resident. Uh, you can also uh, determine if you want to call it back. Uh, you, can, you can protect it so that people can't forward that email to anyone else. Uh, it has a number of different options uh, that's not that aren't available on regular email. Uh, and as I say, there's a there's a, an iPhone uh, app, um, and there's also the desktop version. I've, I've used the uh, iPhone app for about a week now, and I would say at various times it does have trouble connecting to the server that's out there. And this is fairly early days, it seems, for this, uh, for this particular piece of uh, – for this program. And they are asking uh, users for feedback, uh, to send them feedback, to tell them how it's working or not working. One of the interesting things about Virtue, I've, I've been uh – testing it with uh, Gmail because it, 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 so far that's what the focus has been. And I think we will see uh, that people who are using Google Apps or, or Gmail um, will get the benefit of a lot of the change that is coming because it's a big group of people. And so if someone's going to develop software, they might as well develop for, uh, for, for Gmail. Uh, but I like that I could go into my Gmail account and send an email um, and it wasn't encrypted. Um, and then if I wanted to send an encrypted email, there was a little button at the top that I could toggle on. And, and so I didn't have to always send encrypted email when I was using my system, I could choose which emails needed to be encrypted and which couldn't. So that was a really nice benefit. And, and fairly simple for the, the person on the other end to decrypt that email. Right. Yeah, I liked how uh, because uh, if, your account, if the email account you're using isn't set up for Virtue, um, you'll get a, a link saying uh, create an account, which is just clicking a link and, and setting up a username and password. And then you can uh, decrypt the email uh, from the other person. Because of the way the system works, uh, you are encrypting it on, on your end, so you are the only person who have the keys uh, to uh, encrypt the email. The email is then sent encrypted, and so wherever you send it to, whether I send it to an Exchange server or a Google server or whatever, it's encrypted in that form, so it can't be exposed um, even if someone is getting access to that uh, server uh, improperly, and then the other person has to decrypt it in order to see it. So it's a really secure way of, of transmitting it. And I was I was wondering whether it was a little too secure, because we've already got if I'm using Gmail, I'm already using a secure connection, right? It's HTTPS mail.google.com. So I'm, I'm on a secure connection there. Um, but once it's sent, it's no longer encrypted and I lose, I lose that bit. So it really, 
uh, stretches that encryption chain all the way across the life of that email. And and with Gmail, you can claw back the email after you've sent it. Right. Uh, probably doesn't work 100% of the time. I would, yeah, I would expect if I send somewhere something to a non-Gmail user, I may have a problem getting it back. And, and you're not able to prevent people from forwarding the email and things right. like that. Yeah. I, I think what's interesting is, is Google has already announced that it's going to have its own uh, product, which is called End-to-End, um, because the new language for computers and devices is called, to call them endpoints. So we're now going to be talking about sending f- from end-to-end uh, encrypted email. And so the Google... Um, the Google work is currently under public scrutiny. They've opened it up so that anybody who wants to can comment on it. It's based on the open PG, PGP standard. Um, and I think once that's been implemented, we will see open uh, their kind of idea applied across all the Google products for sure and, and probably appearing in other places as well. And then uh, Outlook and uh, Hushmail are a couple of other players in the, uh, in the world of encryption. Right. Yeah, Hushmail is unusual because... It, um, they are the app, the, both the email client and the encryption tool all in one. And so, again, going back to your early days of PGP where you had to create the text and then paste it over, Hushmail sort of does it all in, in, in the one environment. Um, and Outlook also has the ability to encrypt from uh, within the system. But again, you've got to be attached to an exchange server that will support that encryption. If I'm using Outlook, uh, which, I, which I could have bought with my Microsoft Office suite, but I'm using it with Bell, I won't necessarily uh, be able to do encrypted email that way. Right. And, and some of these apps in their, or some of these programs in their early days uh, made you feel like you were extremely uh, paranoid because <laughs> they would only display the email uh, for the receiver uh, one line at a time and, uh, and things <laughs> like that so that uh, it was almost like you had a special uh, invisible ink spy, spy pen that you were using to slowly decode that email. It wouldn't show you the whole email at once. But we've come sort of a long way since then. Yes, and I think we really have to for it to work. And, and, and certainly with the NSA uh, and Snowden uh, discussions, everybody's much more focused on encryption, I think, than they ever have been. And to the extent that you receive an email and you just press a button or you send an email and you're just pressing a button in order to encrypt or decrypt, I think that's the level it has to be for it to be in wide use um, certainly by lawyers, but even by their clients. So lawyers and paralegals should know uh, email as a, a tool of communication is uh, certainly vulnerable uh, from a security standpoint. Uh, there are some different things they could do, uh, including opting out of using email with a client, but also uh, encryptions here. Uh, you can use it now, uh, and it's certainly going to get more sophisticated and more common, I think, going forward. Yes, I think that's a, that's a definite. Uh, That's our look at email encryption. Thanks, David. Thanks, Phil.